In today's economy, many are sitting with heavy questions about their careers, finances, and work-life balance. Maybe you're wondering if working two jobs is worth your valuable time and energy, or how to be more available to yourself and your family, or if now is the right time to make that career transition, career advancement, or jump into entrepreneurship. Hi, my name is Tara Hayslip. I'm the CEO of Grounded Energy 111, international best-selling author and spiritual career mentor. I help entrepreneur women and corporate career women create soul-aligned careers around their lifestyles. If you are or have been feeling like you want to do more with your career by making that change, advancement, or start your own business, I invite you to my free monthly workshop, the Be A Boss Workshop, where you'll meet other women going through similar career transitions and experience an interactive group coaching workshop. For more information, follow me on Instagram at grounded underscore energy 111. Join the grounded community through my link tree and my Instagram bio. Check things out on my website at www.groundedenergy111.com or email me at tara at groundedenergy111.com. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Entrepreneur Shit Happens. First and foremost, we thank you for tuning in. We ask that you just leave us a review, voice message, and don't forget to subscribe and share. On this week's episode, Kesha Troy and I speak with published author Michael Stowicki. Michael has over 24 published self-help books. He shares with us parts of his journey and tips to help you on yours. Stay tuned. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? Or is your target audience entrepreneurs or business owners? Then we definitely have a spot for you. Become an advertiser or an actual guest on our podcast. We will step informed and we'd love to have you a part of our team. Send an email to info at entrepreneurshiphappens.com and we'll get right back to you and get you all scheduled and on our list. See you then. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Do our listeners a favor and tell us who you are and what do you do? I'm Michał Stawicki from Poland. Um, well, I'm author. I have 19 books on Amazon, personal development, a business coach, and I also have my own business, uh, which is, it's, it's called Resurrecting Books. We are advertising books for other authors on uh, Amazon. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, okay. That's really that's cool. It. Yeah, so, that's a nice name. Yeah, okay. So, Michael, when did you, I mean, why did you become an entrepreneur? Hmm. For freedom and money, like everybody, uh, <laughs> I definitely have freedom now. Money, yeah, uh, I could use more, uh, but, but freedom, all? yeah. But but freedom factor, I transitioned out finally from a day job last year in August, and I it's zero corporate bullshit anymore. The only mm-hmm. BS I need to to deal with are my own customers and. <laughs> then it depends on me if I really want to deal with that or maybe fire them. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So you said you left the corporate world last year. Um, how did you make that transition? Was it an easy transition for you? 
Yeah, for me, it was pretty easy um, because I had support of my supervisor in my day job. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it was actually she who, who said to me after five years into my side hustle journey, she was like, come on, you are miserable here. You should go to this half time you are talking about immediately. Next month, goodbye. And that was it. <laughs> and I was scared to death because I was lifelong employee. And uh, despite the fact I already had like, uh, I matched my half time salary, but I was scared. It, it appeared that it was the best thing I quickly made in my business, what I lost, losing half of my salary. And I gained a lot of sanity, uh, you know, four hours less uh, behind the desk in the corporate world. <laughs> I understand that. That'll be a salary, man. <laughs> so what do you love most about being an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's it's this freedom. I decide where I will go with my uh, business or even if I will maybe shut down it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I have mm -hmm. three legs right now and I'm really doing a juggling act. If I work on books or coaching or uh, advertising mm -hmm. uh, and I have control over it. Like I was in 2009, I was laid off yeah, because there mm -hmm. was a financial crisis. It hit Poland with some delay. I has like zero influence on 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 that right uh so in in my business i have influence and i can work more hours or less hours or create the systems or hire someone to deal with the tasks uh, i'm i don't like or are draining my energy it's it's really excellent and the best thing of course is that I'm making right now about twice as much as I did in my day job. Uh, awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, and I'm controlling that uh, right. to, to a degree. Yeah. Of course, I can control my effort because if macroeconomics will change drastically, or, well, my main uh, revenue stream now is advertising business. If Amazon does something strange, it may be gone in a heartbeat but right. uh, other than that yeah i'm controlling my effort i'm controlling my results i'm controlling right. who am i working with uh, who i hire uh, who are my clients what projects i take or do not take so that's great right yeah i was laid off from my um my career in 2009 too so we definitely felt it here in the U.S. as well and it was very devastating to me so I definitely understand didn't see it coming not even um, my direct reports they didn't even think that I was going to be one of the ones let go so I definitely understand that so um quick question for you though you have you said you published 19 books yes what what category are they what what's personal development all of them are personal development. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So on your journey, what have you found to be the most challenging? Isolation. Uh, like Absolutely. I'm in Poland uh, and I was pretty much clueless about what's going on in the online world, despite the, the fact I work in IT. Right. Um, 
so like I decided first my first well side hustle was writing books and I decided to write in English and I had literally no one around me who did the same thing yeah I needed to connect with people online to be and that's online it's online and in foreign language and like mm -hmm. nobody really understand in my household and in my family what I'm doing <laughs> that's a paved dream and so on so yeah it's it's really hard and then I I needed to keep this dream alive for years yeah it took me five years before I transitioned into halftime okay. and it took me well over a year before I earned significant amount of money like half of my day job salary selling books uh, so yeah that was hard when you are putting in effort and you don't see the results yet and yes. you are alone in that fight absolutely absolutely so that is universal <laughs> everybody in every country i definitely understand that i'm like what's one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started uh this is what my mentor aaron walker is saying uh isolation is the enemy of excellence and it's so right like i should look for accountability partners for barter opportunities any kind of groups uh, faster like i i did it pretty fast in a few months but now that I'm looking back, I can pinpoint the exact um, events. Like I joined one authors group on uh, on Facebook, interacted with people there, and bam, one guy, guy just took pity on me because my covers were terrible, and he <laughs> read on them in Canva in like 20 minutes for covers, and that was much better than what I had. And, and the next month I sold 100 copies instead of 30 uh, oh, wow. be, because of that. Yeah, and that's the power of cooperation. And in that, the same group, I found a guy who was starting out like outdoor services business and he helped me with marketing my fifth book and it became a bestseller because I had someone else in my corner telling me what to do and encouraging me. And despite the fact it was really, really exhausting. That's why I, I haven't been doing it before, but now I had <laughs> a crease in my corner uh, to to tell me what to do and also help me out with some tasks and, and so on. So I wasn't alone anymore. And, and that's how this book became a bestseller. And, uh, and there are many, many more of such uh, instances, such events uh, really cooperation is accelerator uh, right now i'm in three masterminds in a couple of online communities and it, it is serving me very well that's awesome that's awesome and you have to be willing to take that information and advice that people give you i know as a graphic designer i've um done some book covers and I even somebody reached out to me for information and and critique and I gave her some tips and and she still didn't quite take what I said so I mean the 
the text was really big and colors on every page and just all kinds of things. It's like she took some of the information, but not all of it. So it's just like you really have to be willing to uh, open up yourself for that. So that's really good that you took that information that people well, gave that's, you. That's really part of entrepreneurship. Like if you do not listen to feedback from others, especially your customers, well, you will be out of business soon. Uh, so it's just common sense to really mingle with others, well, unless it's a very specific kind of job. But right. it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, more lonely occupation than writer, writer writing. Mm -hmm. You're just sitting in front of your screen. That's all. Yet I know for the fact because I've been in this world for over a decade, and uh, the most successful authors they have teams. Uh, mm -hmm. They have email lists, they cooperate, they cross-promote uh, mm -hmm. their friends, and so on and so on. The most successful are doing that. If you want to be a struggling author or a struggling entrepreneur, okay, it's fine. You cannot, you can, you may do not listen to feedback. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I told her, I said, you know, I know you're dedicated to your story because it's your story, you know, but you still have to, no matter how compelling your story is, you have to, you know, dress it up so that people will want to read it. You know, it's, we get so connected and it's, you know, it's our thing, it's our baby, but we have to actually realize, like you said, we aren't always our customer. So we have to do what appeals to other people. So a question for you though, you mentioned, you know, some of your family and friends thought you were crazy. How else did your entrepreneurship impact those relationships? Did you actually, you know, have to remove yourself from being around certain family and friends to really pursue your goals? It's not like I had to remove myself. It's just, you know, I had a day job and then I started the side hustle. I just hadn't had time for everything. So yes, some relationship got more loose, uh, but that's the, just the reality. I, I wanted to create my own thing and, well, I couldn't do everything at once. So I had to quit on some things, but relationships actually they were the last thing i purposefully uh, given up on rather my vices like computer playing uh, reading fiction in excess and uh, watching tv so this is what i cut down significantly uh, at the very beginning and that's how i made time for other uh things in my life okay awesome what's one of the worst things that ever happened to you as an entrepreneur ah that's a hard not to crack <laughs> because of course there were so many different things which which is the worst well yeah let, let's, let's crack one of the next <laughs> like i hired a guy and he knew that uh, salary will be meager, but he wanted it for experience. But then in a month, he told me, well, I just cannot stand thinking that I'm paying this, I'm getting paid those dimes, whereas I can, uh, and I'm doing like 10 times more in my day job. 
so and I lost the guy. I invested, you know, in training him and so on, and uh, I I lost him the next month and really didn't see it coming. Yeah. And sometimes you cannot prepare. Well, hiring him, I was, uh, I knew he was too good to be true. But he said <laughs> when I hired him, he said, "Okay, I'm, I'm, I understand that it will be a Miguel." Then he just didn't know, like he, like it will affect him. And after a month, he knew. So right. sometimes you cannot predict, despite you well know the facts in advance, but still you cannot predict the um, emotional impact, for example. Right, right, right. It's like I told you up front and then the reality sunk in. Mm -hmm. So how were you able to bounce back from that? You Were you able to replace him or? Yeah, I heard another person. Actually, I had a few people from the hiring process, which I thought they could be a good fit, reach out to them and I hired one of them. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, I had like a month of break when I needed to take care of those tasks again, <clears throat> but that was all. And there are things like uh, I'm earning in few currencies, I operate in different financial platforms, and especially lately, like my own bank in, in Poland, they decided to freeze my accounts before I uh, verify my identity. Okay, I I can understand it with Stripe or Wise, other (laughs) online, but my own bank, come on. (laughs) That that was crazy. And it it happened with Wise uh, service a couple of times in the last half year. And this is how I pay my people. So then I Mm -hmm. couldn't pay them. So there are plenty of things you cannot control. And yeah, that's why... Yeah, we need to be flexible. Absolutely, absolutely. That is crazy. So, so far on your journey, what's been the best thing, the opposite of the worst thing? What's been the best thing that's happened to you so far? Of course, those lucky shots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I earned $1,500 in one day because Amazon just uh, printed out, I know, hundred something copies of my book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more than that 200 something so they probably were stacking up before the christmas period but for me it was one day in 1300 yeah thank you uh, i couldn't couldn't plan it but it happened right. that was great or how for example i have a customer in my book advertising uh, business he pays me over thousand dollars each month uh, for the service and he found me through google found what? my found my uh website and sign up and then we started working and my accountability partner who is very good at ceo told you should give that guy a golden medal like your website is like, impossible to find on, on google and yet he did that <laughs> come on <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. You've had some moderate success. What more what continues to motivate you? Uh, dreams, of course. Uh, when I started, it was 
the dream of not working for uh, anyone else and being my own boss and having enough means uh, for fulfilling my dreams. But also then really when feedback and stories were start trickling from my readers, it was mm -hmm. the best. I remember I published my second book and that was my white loss story. Yeah, so pretty. And it was my own experience plus one research. Not, not, not anything significant. But then in a few months, I got a screenshot from a reader who read the book, uh, applied those things, and the screenshot was from fi my fitness pal or some uh, similar uh application showing that he lost quite a few pounds oh, wow. like 30 or, or so and he could relate to me he also was middle-aged with kids having their job so my well techniques or rather whatever i've done helped him really he could apply that and... i think that book <laughs> <laughs> okay it's free on amazon now oh wow What's yeah, the name? So <laughs> the fitness expert next door. Oh okay. wow! Okay. Definitely, definitely. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Getting that feedback—you never know who you're touching. Even though it's selling, you don't know. You don't always know if people are really retaining it, if they're really connecting with it. So, getting that type of feedback is always great and awesome yeah i, love I have called repository of those different testimonials plenty of book reviews uh, which are telling about those uh, this impact but there were some stories which were just mind-blowing i write on quora.com i have oh, okay. over 1500 answers there one one time i wrote about gratitude and this guy commented that okay this is my first comment ever on quora and this answer really helped me a big time because i was considering suicide and it oh, wow. lifted me up and like i didn't expect that writing an article <laughs> about yeah. about gratitude so that was our or a couple of reviews of my uh, first book really and, and oh, the first, which was so impactful, was after two or three years since publishing it. Yeah, so two, mm -hmm. three years after I published a book, someone found it and that girl told that, well, uh, I haven't read a whole book in 20 years. It's a very thin book, but still unaccomplished. And then it really like enabled me. Uh, she allowed herself to start pursuing her own dreams. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because uh, she read my book, uh, so it take her out of uh, this quiet desperation, living in this quiet desperation, into something you know more purposeful, and that was just great. And that's why I love coaching because then I have this feedback live. Yeah, we are on a session, and I I can see the eyes going wide and <laughs> getting some realization, and then. If we are working together longer, you know, the, the results are trickling. And right. yeah, I, I love this job. 
Awesome. And you, with that, you touched upon it a little bit earlier about the money, you know, the money doesn't flow automatically. Sometimes it can take a while to meet the income that you're really shooting for. And the same with the results, those, you know, some of those results didn't come right away. So you just have to be patient and and continue to press on. So I'm glad you mentioned that as well. So definitely with with those instances I'm, I would think you do but do you consider yourself successful at this point great question and my accountability partners are beating me up about this because I <laughs> and I think it's really uh, an affliction <laughs> of many many entrepreneurs that we are overly self-critical we do not give ourselves credit we do not mm-hmm. celebrate uh, or small wins and milestones and well only if we reach this super huge goal once a year then we will celebrate for five minutes nope uh, yeah so uh, yes yes this is what my my friend tries to uh, force out, out out of me for years that yes i am successful i'm my own right i am uh, not making a fortune, but it's enough to uh, afford my lifestyle, and right. and my lifestyle do not include any corporate idiocy. Thank you. Right, right. right. That's awesome. So, so Michael, how do you push through? Like you say, you have those moments when you're 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 not feeling so secure. How do you push through those moments of self like doubt and imposter syndrome? How do you push through those moments? Um, like for me, the big thing was my faith because, well, I, I very carefully examine it. Okay. What are my talents? What I can do? What I really want to do? And I, I've seen that as a God's will for my life. So that was very, very encouraging, even in very, very dark moments. Uh, I had a period of depression in the last uh, 10 years, but I still kept going for many people. And I'm not so good at it, but uh, because it works for many, I also keep doing it, which is just having a vision, some end goal and vision board and visualizing what you are going to uh, to get. And... Uh, well, I have my personal mission statement, and I would say that's my number one tool. And every day I repeat it. I know it by heart. And this is really the my vision for myself, who I want to become. And if I give up, well, I certainly won't just drift there. So even though it was really hard working full-time, commuting three, four hours a day, I had three kids under 10 when I started and uh, and then add to that like a few hours of side hustle and I was starting from zero or even considering that I'm not native speaker below zero it was hard yet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, as you said yeah uh, you need to persist and then the results will compound like i'm reaping the fruits right now of my work five years ago 
I got a couple of coaching clients in the last month. My readers, like one girl uh, <laughs> is on my email list and, and she is reading my updates every two weeks and she finally decided, okay, I'm ready for coaching. The other guy read a book of mine, two books of mine, five years ago. And like he checked on me recently and okay, this guy is coaching now. Oh, I will ask. So this is kind of my marketing, which I did five years ago when coaching wasn't even on my radar. Right. That's awesome. That is awesome. So how you mentioned that you have a mentor how important do you find having a mentor or coach is to the entrepreneurial journey it's extremely extremely important i don't have just one mentor i have a bunch of mentors in different areas and now uh, like i consider one of my greatest mentors jim ron which died three years before I even discovered him. Yeah, so now we can have this vir those virtual mentors uh, follow uh, people online and there are hours and hours of Jim Ross material on YouTube. Uh, so it's, it's very, very important to have someone else in your corner, someone who has like, totally different mindset perspective mm -hmm. who can see you from the outside uh, i'm a coach and coaching is not really telling someone else what to do it's rather helping them to figure out solutions to their own problems and usually we are our own problems so we need <laughs> to figure that out yeah uh, but sitting on my own it's so hard to figure out Right. Uh, it's rather it turns from like the discovery session to self-beating what's wrong with me uh, and instead of yeah what's wrong with me okay this and this so how do we fix that no no like our minds do not naturally go there we need someone else to to guide us uh, otherwise we'll stop at this okay what's wrong with me or and then you are finding the the things which are wrong with you because that was the query you asked to your brain. So we will get those answers instead of asking, okay, what's right with me? And what are my strengths? And how can I turn my talents into a business and so on? I love that. And I mean, we truly understand that, you know, being able to, to bounce ideas and get certain ideas from um, different mentors and coaches and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I guess at a certain point, uh, you got to have a team to delegate, different things like that. Um, how important is a team to you and how, how, how easy or difficult was it for you to cre create one? Uh, it was kind of easy for me because I followed the steps of my other mentor, Scott Bibi, from my business on purpose, uh, which is really a coaching business for small business owners. And they have systems for practically everything also from for hiring uh, my first hire was really a huge flop because i didn't follow the process yeah i was just <laughs> winging it okay yeah it should be fine and then after half a year and something i was like 
no, it just doesn't work. This person is not the right person. I need to fire her, find someone else. <laughs> and then I started following the processes. And time after time, my hires were great. Uh, so uh, that's one thing. And then, you know, hiring is is important part, but then onboarding people, then growing them. It's all I got from my business on purpose. I know how to do it, despite the fact I had no clue how to do it. In my corporate uh, career, I was always a specialist. I had never people under me. Uh, so I needed to to learn that stuff. And I, I learned from uh, Scott. And now I'm doing a decent job. Uh, I, I have, you know, three people around the world, uh, one in Mexico, two in the Philippines. I'm not paying them much because I cannot afford, but they love work to, for me, uh, with me, because this is the kind of culture uh, I created in my business. Awesome. Uh, question for you, as far as your coaching, are you taking authors that uh, already have a book out there and they need to pretty much revamp it and help them sell it on Amazon? Or are you taking people from scratch to just have an idea? What stage in the process are you uh, helping coach people? Well, so those are two different businesses for me. Coaching is for uh, truly anybody because this is coach, uh, coach's role. But I'm now really trying to narrow down it's needed for marketing because anytime I ask, my mastermind buddies yeah uh, come on uh, refer someone to me and okay so where is your avatar and so on and so on it's important what what you are coaching about yeah so it's important to brand so i'm branding myself towards solopreneurship because this is my own experience so i can mm. be mentor and coach uh when it comes to book advertising uh yes i work with those who have their book published on Amazon and then we can revamp book description and maybe oh, okay. over which is actually not that common uh, uh, but yes this is my like prerequisite you need to have a book on Amazon to mm -hmm. so I am able to advertise it on Amazon yeah right 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 so you already have some type of metrics to go off of and everything okay so your coaching is basically for anybody you you don't have it it may family. be for anybody but I, i'm like taking the inventory of the clients i had mm -hmm. they were either solopreneurs or people who wanted mm -hmm. to start their own uh, business right. plus of course some friends barter coaches from my uh, coaching uh, training uh however funny enough almost all of these stories were like yeah this corporate world uh, i don't know if it's for me i'm thinking of starting something and so yeah it's it's like naturally gravitate toward uh, building your own thing that's good though that you were able to figure that out because sometimes people get scared of they always hear you have to have a niche, you have to have a niche. And it's like, well, how do I narrow down what I do? Whereas for you, you kind of eventually, 
it formed itself. You know, you kind of fell into it and looked around and said, oh, wait a minute. So yeah, definitely. Um, that's good to know for people out there that don't know quite exactly how they can niche down. Just take a stock on who you, who have you already helped and worked with. So I like that. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's from the pumpkin plan by Mike Mikalovich that you actually uh, take the inventory of clients you work with and you pick those which you love to work with, which are the most profitable. And this is, now it's your target audience. You want more of those. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I tell my branding clients all the time that when you take an audit, a brand audit of what you have and what you've already done, sometimes that information will help you even pivot who your audience is. It's like, okay, well, I started out with this audience, but I'm not getting the reception that I really thought I should. So it'll either change who your audience is or what your product is and how you're marketing that. So definitely I understand that. So you've um, talked about, you know, um, some of your inspirations, but who's been your biggest inspiration being an entrepreneur? Again, hard to pinpoint, but if I had to choose, that would be Jim Rohn because mm -hmm. I just consumed his stuff like crazy and uh, it helped me to change my own personal philosophy uh, to get into, like, I love his, he called himself a uh, uh, business philosopher and I love his philosophy of business that uh, you are pay paid by the value you provide. Uh, and of course we need to, give price tag to our services products however we don't have to it's not like the requirement i have some deals where it's pay what uh, pay what uh, it, it's worth or profit split model so yeah the more books i, I sell for my customers the more i will earn uh, yeah so I, and a lot of really things about personal development personal integrity uh, yeah Jimmer was really a big influence on me awesome that's awesome so Michael what's one final piece of advice you would give to a new entrepreneur huh. never ever give up on what's important for you that's the piece of advice I stole from Craig Ballantyne Okay, because there are cases you want to give up. Uh, you are just banging your hand uh, against the wall. But sometimes, uh, if it's important for you, then like you will lose this this value of yours if you give up on that. And there is so much value in persisting. One of my selling book is the art of persistence. Because the longer you do something. Uh, the bigger chances are that it will compound. Yeah, if even in the book selling business, okay, you sold 100 copies, got 100 readers, only 100 people know about this. But then okay. if you sell every month a dozen more copies, it can snowball at, at some moment. Yeah, it can reach this one influencer who will be amazed mm. about your book. Like I've seen reviews of my books on YouTube on Forbes, uh, 
like I, I didn't engineer uh, then it, it just <laughs> happened yeah so right. uh, yeah persist persist oh I love that I love that so uh, do us a favor and let our listeners know how they can find you to work with you or um, well do you, and you have a page you have an author page on Amazon as far as your books correct right right yeah. So just, let them know how they can follow you and find you. Yeah, on Amazon, just type my name, Michal Stavitsky, into the search bar, and plenty of those books will appear. And maybe my author profile. Uh, my blog is expandbeyondyourself.com. Um, and my business website is resurrectingbooks.com. I love that. I love that. I might have to look you up for... Um... I have a book on Amazon as well. It's a poetry book, but get some help there. Get it out more. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, it's definitely been a pleasure and I, I definitely will uh, pick up some of your books as well. Um, definitely sound like, especially the fitness expert next door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely sounds like things that we can do and, and congrats on being a best-selling author as well. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for joining us and you have a great day, okay? IRS notices can be intimidating, but waiting to act could cost you your valuable taxpayer rights. Don't try to handle the IRS alone. These agents are trained to track you into agreements designed to collect as much money as possible. Don't pay thousands of dollars to a marketing company claiming to be a tax resolution firm. Get behind the shield. The enrolled agents at Elite A Tax and Financial Services are experts at tax resolution, protecting taxpayers' rights, and are federally licensed to represent taxpayers before the IRS. Elite A Tax and Financial Services has the knowledge, skill, and experience to assist you with audit representation, liens, levies, offers and compromise, innocent spouse relief, wage garnishment, back taxes, and more. Don't lose sleep, time, or your rights as a taxpayer. Make your appointment today at EliteAidFinancial.com to schedule a consultation and get the IRS off your back. Get behind the shield. Well, we hope you picked up a lot of tips from Michael. And next week, tune in as we speak to Batul Sadiq, personal image consultant, as she takes us on her journey to entrepreneurship and how much image plays into your journey. See ya. This episode of Entrepreneurship Happens is brought to you by Entrepreneurial Life Apparel. Entrepreneurial Life Apparel brings you trendy and unique clothing and accessories for men, women, and children. Jump online and get your 20% off discount by using eHappens as the code. Once again, it's Entrepreneurial Life Apparel, and the website is shopmyelife.com.